0: This is the Magic Word Podcast.com.
1: Good morning. This is Scott Wells for the Magic Word Podcast.com. And here we are, not too early, actually a little bit later than usual, as we uh, get ready to depart on my flying carpet. That is Southwest Airlines uh, here at Houston Hobby Airport. This is uh, the beginning of kind of a long-winded trip, and I mean winded because the wind will be at my back as we uh, travel, heading, uh, first of all, to Chicago, where I rent a car, and then we'll uh, be driving over to Abbott's Get-Together for this week's uh, 84th annual Get-Together. Should be a lot of fun. I'm going to be traveling with Trixie Bond and her husband, uh, Mark Axford, and then once we get there, we're running the car and I'll meet up with Harriet Jacobson. So the four of us will head over, have a great week. Going to be playing a little bit of golf tomorrow with Al the Only at the Open Colon or Colon Open, or whatever it's called, <laughs> golf tournament. And it should be a lot of fun then. I, After that convention is over on Saturday night, take a, a little rest and then uh, drive back to Midway where I will then uh, drop off the car, take a flight uh, direct from Midway to Las Vegas with a two-hour differential in time. That will be to my benefit, so that's why I'll be there in time for registration and early enough for the Uh, festivities begin with the uh, uh, first uh, evening party and the uh, dealer's fair open etc so then it's going to be a week of uh, magic live and then hang around vegas for a little bit after that so just a lot of stuff going to be happening and so you're going to be hearing a lot of my voice uh, as we kind of get into the um, convention or with the daily reports that'll be posted from day to day so be sure to tune in and tell uh, your other friends and also please uh, please share this uh, as you can but one of the things I like to do, of course, is to uh, welcome Friends of the Magic Ward. And this sh- this week's episode, actually, for the next couple weeks, is going to be brought to you by the uh, Friends of the Magic Ward. Those are the ones who provide us with some financial donations and pledges and want to welcome the newest members uh, that uh, I don't think I have announced yet. I've posted their names then in the pod letter. But one is Martin Harry Cohen, Wolfgang Wallet, John or John G. Magic, how about that? And John Midgley, who is the first national president coming in uh, for the Society of American Magicians. Uh, He's coming in behind John Sturck. So thank you, John, John, Wolfgang, and Martin. I appreciate all of you guys uh, joining and becoming uh, friends of the Magic Word, and also for your donations and pledges. It means a whole lot and uh, helps me keep this going, because as you can tell, as what I'm saying, I really am going. There are a lot of places uh, yet to... uh, to be seen after we depart here. Well, some bad news along the way is that uh, apparently Dunkin' Donuts here in Hobby Airport is going under renovation. So that means there are no Dunkin' Donuts uh, for me this morning. But go by Starbucks, and I got a bagel this morning, bagel and cream cheese, and along with just a uh, skinny vanilla latte grande. So let's taste that here. Yep, that is some good coffee. I need some coffee. Actually, it's not straight coffee. It's not an espresso or a lot of caffeine since it's um, kind of a latte. And it is a latte, actually, with milk and everything in it, too. Anywho, uh, we're, uh, we're going to be winging our way over, and as we do, um Trixie and I will be sitting next to each other because we're working on an article uh, about Bill Palmer, which will be in the Souvenir Program coming up for the Texas Association of Magicians, which will be uh, coming up over Labor Day weekend. I want to remind everybody about that. That will be uh, just an epic convention. And, uh, again, uh, Bill Palmer will be the guest of honor, which is why we're writing this article. We've both written articles. Now we're going to see if we can combine the two with some of the things we've got. So, I am looking forward to uh, presenting these reports over the next few days and uh, hope you enjoy listening to them. And please uh, like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, that's what you should do. <laughs> so, for the Magic Word Podcast, this is Scotty out. We have arrived in Culda, Michigan, and actually, we're over in St. Joe country club right now because the first event that always uh, takes place it's kind of a pre-event there are several pre-events actually but the first one in the morning of is over st joe golf uh, course uh, country club uh, that alley only uh, sponsors the uh, colon open but speaking of uh, sponsors and people uh, who are involved with colon a name and a voice you've heard in the past someone i got with me right now Mr. carl thornton hey there carl
2: hi how are you doing scott
1: Fantastic. And so uh, I know there have been some changes since we were here last year. As I recall last year, Dwayne Laughlin was just leaving and uh, he had left his theater, and you ended up buying that. Is that right? You kind of, or you owned that before leasing it? I
2: owned it before, and then Dwayne initially wanted one of the, there's three sections. He wanted one, then he took two, built a great theater. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sadly, they left. I mean, he had some grandkids. I get it. I wish he was here. He was a dying, him and uh, Mary as well. Dynamos—they're yeah. yeah. great for town. Absolutely. They're great for them Fantastic. because they
1: did shows and people came from all over Michigan and, and around. I imagine to oh, see yeah. their shows.
2: Just gr- just kind, mm-hmm. hard, hardest working guy you ever yeah. going to see. Amazing, <laughs> and she's right there with him. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So they tried to—they've tried to retain the Sunday night event that he did. Yeah. It was—it was kind of gospel, not really. You know, just a good message. And uh, they're—I think they're getting there. It's—it's just—it's just tough. But uh, hopefully that works, and yeah. we'll, we'll see where it goes. And so,
1: what's happening to theater, and what are you doing with it now?
2: So the, those two sections that he had—that—that that is what basically what they're doing. And then Kurt had done a couple of shows, and Precious, uh, which you might know, is they sing on maybe not every Sunday, but maybe three out of the yeah three three out of the month. Yeah. And then the other side, we've run it for. We just had a graduation the other day. We've done a gender reveal. We did a birthday party. So I'd like to see more of that right. as a kind of an event center in town. You know, mm-hmm. for maybe smaller. 40 people 100 people we can fit I don't know 120 people if you use all size, three yeah. sections yeah
1: what is the size of colon uh,
2: of colon of proper I would say in town 1100 but then when you have the lake mm-hmm. probably swells to 2800 on a weekend with a, basically not all Chicago but a lot of Chicago people <laughs> come in
1: that's what I was going to ask of people mainly from Chicago who come over that this yeah, tourists
2: probably every other house now man maybe 3 out of 4 houses on that lake are
1: just summer homes or not even summer homes or weekend homes kind of thing. correct, yeah. correct. It's only about two or three hours over from Chicago. So.
2: Yeah, you're about three hours max I, I would say, maybe terrible traffic, it might be more. Yeah. Uh, there's one guy that drives from Kenosha. I can't believe it. It's yeah. <laughs> <Well, laughs> like four okay. hours every week. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but most people are two <laughs> to three hours away. Right.
1: So uh, what else is happening around Colton? Because I know that you're very involved. Or you're not the mayor yet, I guess. No, so- <laughs>
2: no. Been there, done that. Uh, no, that, that's we have a great council now. A lot, of, a lot of people got on the council. It's really good. Uh, a lot more rabbits are popping up. Have you seen those painted rabbits?
1: I have not yet. I haven't really I've um, got yeah. to town late. To Check them out. Like. I mean,
2: they, they've been we kind of started that. Five or six years ago. So, what
1: are they doing? What do you mean? Painting uh, the I
2: picked up some cement rabbits and I painted one and I painted oh. a, and I, I paint like a third grader. It's horrible. If you see the one else had the pizzeria, compare that to the other ones. The other ones are amazing. The library just did one. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so there's probably. I'm not going to exaggerate. I I would say maybe 30. Jerry Costello did his own. If you go to Jerry's house, check it out. Him and Julie. It's amazing. Well,
1: it's kind of like what I know different cities have done. Things like in Houston, we had the cows and people would, artists would, in schools and whatnot would paint these things and they were on the street corners.
2: Yep. So we got those all over, the businesses and some private owners and then the stars. I don't know if we added too many stars in the last couple of years. Mm
1: I think Harriet Jacobson added one for her husband. I think that may be
2: the last one that got added if I'm correct. And, uh, you know, uh, Farrand Hall is uh, a place about two miles out, Do some pretty, pretty high-end dinner, so that's kind of been a nice addition to town. What's it called? It's called Ferrand Hall. Okay. Uh, a couple gentlemen from Chicago did that. Uh, so, you know, we got to try to fill these empty buildings. Every small town has it. Uh, I think we're getting there, slowly.
1: And, and you now have still three magic
2: shops in town? So there's Abbott and Sterlini. Sterlini's their theater is... Well, you've been there. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, John's somewhere. got a great place. Yeah, and John, uh, not to, not to step on. Well, in addition to Magic Week, uh, you might know this, but he has David McCurry Friday night. So probably ten o'clock. That guy, that's one of the top five comedy magicians that I've seen. Top three, maybe, in Colin. He is hilarious. John? David, Dave, no. no, John's not funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> Go just, on record right now. Let's get John. Uh, uh, John only goes, that's what I do to comedy. No, McCurry, David McCurry, if, if you haven't seen him, that exactly. is, mm-hmm. it's 15 bucks. It's Friday night, of, you know, whenever he happens, it's over 10, 10 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, Michael Finney, you know, I mean, he's up there with those guys. He's that wow, funny. Okay. I thought.
1: And so I. Um, was thinking, you know, that's the reason they called this the Magic Capital, originally because Blackstone lived here, and then, of course, the Thabbits, and then it continued to grow, and they had the uh, convention. This is the 84th year of this, and we'll talk with uh, Greg Bordner about that uh, at a later time over here. But um, you, did you immigrate over here from Chicago, or where were you?
2: No, I'm from two hours north, okay. but we had pizzerias, and I started... Actually, about an hour south in Kendallville, like 37 years ago. Okay. I was a 23-year-old punk with a buddy of mine. Love the guy, hate the guy, love the guy, hate the guy. So we had different, <laughs> you know, we're, we're buddies now. He was just up here a couple weeks ago. Uh, and we had several. He started this one, actually, and then I bought it from him. And We're talking oh,
1: about Five Star Pizza, by the way. Yeah, sorry
2: about that. Uh, I bought that one from Danny right about probably 98. My boy Blade was about five when we bought that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's just been. So we have a, a few around here. Uh, it's not our busiest store. It's a busy store, but it's the most fun by a mile. I mean, yeah. Colon is it's the best place I've ever lived.
1: It's a different place. Different vibe here, for sure. Yeah. No traffic. Yeah, No traffic. <laughs> flashing lights. Stop lights. these only get,
2: Amish buggy might get in your way.
1: Yeah. That's it. <laughs> they still have the Amish Uber.
2: I haven't seen Tim in a while. Probably. I haven't seen him. Yeah, that's a hoot.
1: That's kind a of fun thing. Well, listen, Carl, always good to see you. Thank you very much again for being a friend of the Magic Word. Thank you for your uh, financial uh, pledge and everything that you've done to help us uh, grow, you You're too. Welcome.
2: So. Thank you. Pleasure.
1: And uh, always good talking to you. For the Magic Word podcast, that was Carl Thornton. Scotty out. Well, as I mentioned when we were talking right there with Carl that uh, we were at the uh, 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 colon open or open colon and uh, i am here then now with the fellow who is in charge of that and has been for the last several years and that's mr al the only hey al hey
3: (laughs) (laughs) what's going on scotto well we are actually
1: at a different place than right now because the day has kind of flown by and because you got very busy as did i uh and i do i did you owe me some money did i win anything by the way today or not
3: no, yeah, I'm sorry you didn't. Okay, As well. a matter of fact, I think you owe me $5. <laughs> okay, well, never
1: mind. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> but we are now over at uh, David Seabock's party in the uh, theater that Carl Thornton owns that used to be uh, the Dwayne Laughlin Theater over here in and downtown Before that, Cohen's. it was a hardware store. That's right. Boy, how times change. Is yes, right? they have. And so, anyhow, Al, how many
3: years have you been doing the uh, Open? This, has been, this is the 34th annual. It averages... Right around 16 golfers. Today we had 22. Mm -hmm. We had exceptional weather. Oh, my gosh. Exceptional weather. And apparently due to
1: the rain, that the uh, greens, the fairways, everything was in the best shape I have ever seen it.
3: It's a small course, about 20 minutes outside of Colan, west of Colan. And we've played there every year except once. It was raining so bad, but in the county next, it was bright sunshine, so we moved it that year. But other than the years we've been rained out and COVIDed out, (laughs) we've been at uh, St. Joe Valley Golf Course.
1: And you've always been the person in charge. What made you start this way back when?
3: I showed up in Colon with a set of golf clubs by yourself. By myself. And Jeff Bibbick and Tommy Rosso were interested in these new magic wands in this bag.
1: How come Bibic wasn't with us
3: today, by the way? Uh, he, he, he had uh, things going on in Chicago. He's here now, though. I just saw him. Yeah. Hope talk to him in a minute. Yeah. So they uh, somehow convinced me that we should have a golf outing.
1: Yeah.
3: That sounded like a great idea. Who's going to do it? And they both looked at me.
1: said, Al, here they yeah. go. Yeah.
3: So Ab Dixon is the one who gave the name to the outing. Yeah. Because everybody has the something open, the PGA open. He, since we're in Colon, he thought it would be appropriate to call it the Colon Open. Right. The official title is the Colon Open No Frills Golf Classic. Because? Because uh, there are no raffles, there are no drawings. The only thing you pay for is to golf. Yeah. Uh, if you want to eat, you pay for that. If you want to drink, you pay for that. Uh, there's absolutely no frills. But it is a great time with a group of people that come into the get-together early and like to go and play a quick 18 holes. And when you say...
1: You have to pay for your food. Now, you pick up, or I guess we pay for We get uh, hot dog and chips and a uh, drink.
3: Yeah. well, It's it's minimal compared to what most well, outings have.
1: But we don't have to pay
3: a lot. And no. I mean,
1: this is a public course, and it's a small place, so they don't charge a lot for green fees. If you guys ever come early, please, if you play golf, or even, you don't have to be a good golfer. I mean, Marion, uh, B- 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 what's Marion Barry? What's uh, the guy who'd win, who was like the comedian? He's won several times. Oh, uh, Ma- uh mm-hmm. Mary. Mary. Mary.
4: Last name no, but is Mary. We've
3: seen that David Mary. David Mary. David Mary yes. was awesome. Mm-hmm. The uh, Chuck King won for the second time in a row. Chuck is a hypnotist out of the, the uh, Lansing area. He was my my cart partner today. <laughs> he won. He won.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> he, I, I should
3: have. Uh... He beat his son by one stroke.
1: <sighs> yes, he did. And his son was darn good. He kind of
3: surprised jazz, me. jazz is awesome. Yeah. And so we have folks. I think his actual score was an eighty. Yeah. And the person who enjoyed the course the most had a 136. So we have everybody in between, but we use the Callaway handicapping system. So anybody could possibly win. It's a one-day handicapping system. With the handicapping system, it brought Chuck's score down to 72. My gosh. And Chaz hit a 73. That Chaz is Chuck's son. And the person who shot a 136... I think it brought her, him, I can't, because I don't want anybody to know, (laughs) that wouldn't be nice, Uh, it brought that person's score down to, I think, a 92. So it really... Compresses them. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Kind of uh, puts everybody on an even playing field. Well, exactly.
3: So, Not yeah. only that, but it's it's no frills, it's it's a friendly competition. It is,
1: and we got donuts and coffee in yeah, the morning exactly. and it's nice and cool in the morning. And apparently they've had a little bit of rain over the last few weeks and oh. so uh, that's cooled things off. The corn is nice and high, it's got a good stand out right. there. Yeah, a perfect uh, place to shoot oh your gosh. golf ball into. That's right. <laughs> this has just been awesome and you do a great
3: job every year. Thank you. Well I'm looking forward to it. later, then of course on Thursday you're gonna be doing what? On Thursday at 3.45 in the afternoon, I will be ushering a tour of the magician's grave sites at Lakeside Cemetery.
1: And that got started because of Carol Fox, wasn't it? Oh,
3: Carol Fox, yes. Carol Fox originally started taking people out after Duke Stern died. Yeah. Duke Stern died in 1974, 73. And on Friday nights, Duke, I'm sorry, Carol, Jay Marshall, Dixon, and their merry crew would go out to the cemetery, sit around Duke's grave, and tell Dookie stories. Yeah. And every year, they would grab a couple of kids to join them so that these stories could go on in perpetuity. And I was one of those kids many times over. Then there was a TV crew in town, and they wanted to go out to the cemetery. Well, Jeff Bibbick and I just happened to be standing at the right place at the right time and said, hey, guys, come on, we're going to the cemetery. So Carol gave us a little private tour. Yeah. After Carol passed away, Hank Morehouse called me up and asked me, or he told me, he said, you know that time that Carol took you on this tour? He was actually passing the mantle. It's now your responsibility to keep the stories alive. <laughs> right. And I accepted the honor, and I've been doing the tour now for 14 and years. And putting together the book, the graveyard well, the book. The book is was an outcome of the tour. And the way that came about is... Even though I was at the cemetery with all the old-timers and listening to these stories, now that I had to repeat them, I was missing details. Uh, details yeah. So I started doing research, and before I knew it, I had a pamphlet, and that pamphlet has now a 500-page book with photographs and stories. And, and
1: after a certain period of time, after a few people have passed and added to the cemetery, then you will add some
3: more chapters. Right. I'm six chapters behind now, by the okay. way.
1: Okay. Well... I hope that you publish that before I get buried there. Because well,
3: <laughs> well um, one day I have to sit and interview you yeah. so that I can make sure you have the proper story.
1: Yeah. Well, I've already sent something in. I know I have it. I okay, have okay, it. Okay, but you got to get the rest of that. That's Right. right. I, I should send you a copy. I showed you what my. I have it. It's in my files. Like. Okay. It's in my files. Al, you do a great job. I thank you. I love your brother. Yeah, I I love like you too. a brother. I mean, you're, I, you're amazing. A it's, lot of years. You have changed my life in so many ways that I cannot share with everybody it has been great so thank you and laurie for being what you are to the magic community
3: thank you scott My the
1: pleasure. magic Word podcast that was al the only scotty al. well as we were just talking with al the only i told you we were actually in the midst of a party here with david Seebach, and we usually speak with him each year at about this time because that's when you always hold it on Tuesday night. It's a different location. First of all, hello,
0: David. Hello, Scott. <laughs> glad that you're here. I'm glad that we are all here.
1: Indeed, yes. Yeah. It seems like a little bit larger gathering each year after COVID, you know? Well,
0: I don't know that we ever... have had this many? Well, I, you know, it, it's hard to tell because we're, we're a little more spread out than we were at our other location. We're, it was more compact, but... Uh, certainly not a disappointing turnout
1: no we've had a good turnout over here uh, a lot of people that i have not yet seen had a chance to say hello to and old friends that i haven't seen in a long time like jania taylor and so many and there's richard hughes and i just saw lance burton a while ago over there and some other right. folks that are just kind of in and out and jeff Bibick and folks and so it's it's uh you know people are coming and going looks like throughout the evening and so it's The successful party as usual. Now, we're having it here in this theater as opposed to your place because you're staying in a different place, I guess, this year. Is that
0: right? Yes. We we had to vacate our normal digs and found another location. But uh, like many things that are through Airbnb or whatever, they say no parties, no unregistered guests. So we knew we couldn't have uh, a social event there, even though we are the least likely people to, to... do anything wrong, or and mean, you always put very it to better than you left it. Uh, that's what we're famous for. Yeah. We leave it so clean that uh, everyone would say, We want you back, but yeah, who I knows? Know, but it's a new place, and so they don't right. know you as well. Right.
1: So it's a good place, a good location. They've got a little bit of a theater place to sit sit at the bar and everything over here then, too. So what are you looking forward to as far as this year's 84th convention? Are you on the bill this year?
0: No, I I was on last year, year, and uh, I've lost count of how many times I've been on the bill. Uh, I'm sure that the people that come here have probably said, we've seen enough of him. (laughs) Remember, Rick Walker used to be kind of a perennial favorite years ago, too. Well, like Blackstone, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, you and Blackstone probably have about an equal amount of number of times you've been here. Maybe, (laughs) So what are you looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to seeing or talking to or seeing their show this year? Scott,
0: the thing I look most forward to every year is this. And I don't mean the party. I mean the socialization. I mean the seeing of old friends. We arrived here Sunday, and Sunday night, Al the only... Genia, Dr. Costello. People were coming over to the house, and we were just sitting and talking. And I, this is the friendliest magic get-together convention gathering.
4: Yeah.
0: And and I think this this like family reunion atmosphere may not exist at the larger conventions that occur in a in a bigger city. Right. You know, a, a, a major. Metropolis. This is Colon, Michigan. Yeah. There's no hotel. There's no yeah. more. You can't evade anybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Population's and, are very small. And so while that might be seen as many people as a negative or a limiting factor, it is also an extreme positive. And I don't know about you, but my first time coming to an event here was 1967, and that was the unique year when, because of a health condition by Riesel Bordner, who owned Abbott's at that time, they canceled the get-together, but apparently the regular people said, we're coming anyway, and so they said, well, we could have an open house. There were no shows. Yeah. There was nothing scheduled everybody showed up and, they and it was in. it was just you know demonstrations and impromptu stuff and the American legion yeah. card tricks and so on yeah. and so i've been coming here since then i can't say i've been here every year yeah. but i've been here more than not
4: yeah.
0: i've performed more times here than i rightly deserve to but i wouldn't miss it
1: well i think you put your finger right there on the pulse by saying you know that it is really about the people and the camaraderie and and there's nothing more family or familial that at another convention there is at this one i have attended i'm attending 12 different conventions this year each of them have their own unique reasons why i want to attend this is very unique and something i would never want to miss after i've come to my first one absolutely
0: Uh, i have surmised that if for any reason that there was not an Abbotts Magic Get Together in an official capacity, I think many of these people would still be here this first weekend in August. They would just come here and say, "We got We're, we're going to be here." Yeah,
1: we'll, uh, say, something's got to happen, you, you know, know there, there
0: there may not be lectures, there may not be lots of dealers, there may not be performances in the high school yeah. uh, of, of Broadway caliber or whatever, but. But that's not why we come. Yeah, we come for the same reason you and I come.
1: When I was playing golf this morning, that uh, my cart partner had asked me that same thing of what are you looking forward to, and I answered him exactly, almost word for word, what you said. That's you know, it. That's, that's really what that, it is. That's it. Yeah, that's you, it. We can see other performers at other conventions, right? You know, yes. and it's it's that's a bonus, I right? Think, you know,
0: and and very often at, at some of those conventions, you you see an an awe-inspiring performer on stage and you you just your your jaw is dropped you you can't explain what you've seen it's so impressive but you don't see them elsewhere but here there could be the same caliber of performer and then you see him walking on state street right you know Get going going shorts. over to the yeah. diner yeah you know, one of two yeah and you could go right up and say hey i liked you last night and Next thing you know, you're sitting down and having a BLT or, or, or a beer. Right. right. Yeah. And that's what sets it apart.
1: It's, that's a very good way of putting it. That's exactly right. And this is uh, unique because of that, and it really humanizes the celebrity, if you will, and puts everybody yes. kind of on a right. same kind of a level that right. we can all really And, uh, and so if a,
0: if a performer came here, if a performer was sort of a diva, Right. I was going to say high and mighty, but the same. Well, I don't associate with the hoi polloi. Right. Yeah. That ain't going to work here. No. You are going to associate with everybody. That's right. Move
1: on down the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you not know, got to know what you're coming in, in store for. So you're right. This is a fun time. Well, again, it's always good uh, to see you, and I've it's
0: always I, good to talk to are you. Are you doing your Halloween parties? Absolutely. So, what are you we doing have, this year? Well, where it I, will be? We have two locations. We have a suburban Milwaukee area theater. It's called Sunset Playhouse. It's unique. It's one of the only, if not the only, theater in America that yeah. is considered a community theater, yeah. and yet it's completely owned. It is not part of a high school or a, uh, uh, a, a public uh, performing arts yeah, center right, or right. something. So we're there one weekend, and then the next weekend, we're at Tristan Christ's Magic Theater in Lake Geneva. Yeah. He's a very successful magician down there, like Rick Wilcox is in uh, the Dells. And I had offered to help him do something for Halloween several years ago. And he said, I have a better idea. Just come down here and do it yourself. Yeah. So we take the show that we put together wow. for Sunset Playhouse one weekend, and we take it to his theater. So the which one is
1: week. actually on Halloween? Which, uh, which none one? of them. Okay. Because you don't want to be on Halloween. Well, that's a good point. No,
0: you don't. Because... There are too many house parties sure. and uh, or tavern or, or bar okay. uh, costume parties that's so on you. Yeah. So from our perspective, from a theater perspective, you don't want to be on Halloween. You want to be early. So if somebody wants to get your tickets to see your show, where can they go? Uh, Sunset Playhouse, all one word, dot .com, or Tristan Crisp Magic Theater, Lake Geneva. Or, if all else fails, David yeah. at... David Seebach, one word, dot com. And Seabach is spelled with an H, not a K.
1: S-E-E-B-A-C-H. Let me just say, from my perspective, it is worth every penny and more uh, if you double the price. And I don't know what you're charging for it now, but that was one of the uh, best shows, and it was... If you remember the old spook shows or have heard about these old spook shows, it's very much like that. The first half is more allusion. The second half is a spook show for the family with flying ghosts. And, I mean, it is an amazing show. Right.
0: Well, I remember you coming to see us at our first home, the Majeska Theater in yeah. Milwaukee, which is pretty much completely shut down, which yeah. is a very sad situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're still going at it, doing what we can, adapting to the venue that we're in. Yeah,
1: well, that's great. Well, we're having a lot of fun. Good to talk with you, David. Thanks again for hosting us again this year.
0: Thanks for coming <laughs> to our party, Scott. It's always good to see you. Thank
1: you. It's a pleasure. It's over the Magic Word Podcast. So well, that, was David Seabach. Scotty out. Well, we are still at uh, David Seabach's party, but we are in actually a theater, and we're going to learn more about that and kind of what's going on here with uh, Kirk. Hey, Kirk. Hi there. And also then with uh, Cindy. Carol. Carol. I keep saying the wrong. You can call see. me
5: Cindy. That's fine. <laughs> and
1: John and Precious. Don't Hello? call me,
6: don't oh, call me Cindy. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shang will come at you live. So, I uh, want to talk a little bit about this theater, and you guys are kind of working with this throughout this weekend in particular. Uh, Kirk, what were you saying to begin with about the uh, theater that this was, the Dwayne
7: Laughlin, actually it's called the Grand Magic Theater? Yes, about three years ago, Dwayne Laughlin created this theater that he called the Grand Magic Theater, in an old hardware space here in Colon, the magic capital of the world. And uh, he put on a magic show for several years here until he and his wife Mary decided to retire and they moved to Branson, Missouri last year. And he kind of left it in our hands to continue because we're all part of a gospel music Sunday night that we do here in the all theater. four of you? Yes, uh, we're all involved. We you were all have a name that you sing as? Well, <laughs> it's funny. It used to be... First of all, we didn't have a name at all. It was just kind of Dwayne's band. We supported him as he was the singer.
4: We
1: could be the Carol Singers featuring Carol. (laughs) Yeah, I like that.
7: (laughs) But then uh, we became the Grand Magic Band because it was the Grand Magic Theater, so we were kind of the house band here. But just in the last six months or so, we came up with our own name, and we wanted to kind of tie it to the Magic Capitol, and we thought, what better way than to honor the name Blackstone, who brought magic to Colon to begin with. So we kind of went with that as well as kind of a country-based theme where bands will incorporate maybe landmarks or something like that in their name. We just went with Blackstone Creek, and that's who we are now.
1: Blackstone Creek. Yes. Sounds
7: like a kind of a bluegrass band. <laughs> you know, well, well yeah. it is. In a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah Precious.
5: Yeah, that's kind of what we were going for. We were trying to uh, incorporate everything that is Colon. And, uh, yeah, that's after several
1: votes and several... uh,
6: (laughs) So it's Blackstone with a capital B and a capital S. Yes. So technically
7: it's Blackstone Creek, yeah. Gotcha, okay.
1: Because we're
4: clever. (laughs) Because we're clever like that. You
7: all play
6: instruments or just sing uh, a cappella or what? John? Precious sings, Carol sings, Kurt plays the drums like a maniac. He's fantastic.
1: So, what do you play, the bongos?
6: I just get up there and MC a little bit, tell a few jokes during the program. And the Everybody gets
7: shango ties. Everybody yeah.
6: gets shango ties, and I Ooh. tell a
7: positive. You're going to get him some bongos, though, that's for sure. The we need. He needs the bongos, yes. I can do it. Bongos, <laughs> I just sold bob. some bongos.
6: Did you really? Yeah. The timing, Kurt, the timing is off. Yeah. <laughs> bongos, bass, and bob, Penn uh, Pen and Teller, remember that? I do yes they were both in that or Ben was anyway I got that CD the what I have that CD you do okay yeah
3: Uh,
1: so all through this weekend what's going to be I say week until uh, it's going to be going through Saturday night what's happening during the daytime over here Carol
5: very exciting things um community effort, really. We're going to have a, a bake sale. People in the community are baking. We're going to have hot dogs and beverages and popcorn. And so people can come in here. It's kind of like a hospitality uh, a hospitality uh, Open house store. Kind of yeah, thing. so they can come in, get cooled off by the air conditioning, fellowship with each other, relax, and connect. And it'll just be a wonderful time. So and
1: location-wise, this is just right on the main drag over here. It's right across the street from uh, the Stirl- Shop and uh, over by the VFW on the other side over here. And
7: uh, American, so, American Legion, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, and then also, are you still selling magic stuff, I guess? Uh, there are a few items that we have in the showcases. Uh, tomorrow, on Wednesday specifically, and probably through the rest of the week, we're going to have a few um, larger illusions on display in here, just to people come in, just have the magic theme going on. Uh, one of our, uh, the assistants that came up in Duane's show is going to be here to take pictures. I mean, just a lot of fun things tied in with the magic theme and throughout the year we try to incorporate some magic as well as the music. We're we're aiming for like a variety show, entertainment, uh, you know, throughout the course of the year. We did a Christmas show last holiday season and uh, we want to keep the music and the magic alive here in the theater that Dwayne started.
1: So this is really the first time you're trying this kind of a thing as far as keeping it open. I guess not 24-7 necessarily, but I mean probably pretty late hours.
5: Yeah, folks can rent this. We've had um, Precious's, uh, great. or grandmother was 100 years old, so they had a birthday party here. People are renting it out for various things, perfect for reunions. I'd like to see a magical wedding someday here. Yep. That would be great. But it's such a blessing to be able to carry on the tradition of Mary and Dwayne. Now clearly we're starting from scratch again, but I can feel their spirit everywhere in this theater, and I just appreciate them so much. So everything Thing we do i think we do with love and keeping them in mind
1: that's great you know because they are i search they were but when they were here they were great but they're they're great i haven't seen them since they've been moved to branson but uh yeah that uh, quite a couple have done a lot for magic and the so many stories still
6: obviously lives on with the building and with what we're doing here yeah and it's fantastic so come on out to colon folks run out to grand magic theater and have a party
1: they should because this is going to be a nice hospitality thing. You kind of come and enjoy yourself. And will people be invited to kind of uh, do some impromptu magic if they want to on the stage or for whatever?
7: Sure. Uh, if there's the opportunity, we've got the stage, and if someone's here and there's an audience, we'll have them perform.
6: Yeah, good photo opportunity for the performers to come in and get that's some good pictures. Point. Yeah. yeah, that's
3: right. And that's
7: exactly what we're trying to do with bringing some of the magic in here. Uh, we know a lot of magicians are in town, so we just wanted them to come in if they want to get a photo with the trick, with the illusion, have their friends pose. You know, it's a good fo- photo op, just like John said. So. There are photo op oper- uh, all over town, seems like. Exactly, know. yeah. But, uh, so again, it's just a great place the town, to The get.
6: village uses magic. There's just nothing but magic in this town. 85 years. Think about that, Scott. 85 years. This is the 85th get together. Yeah. Wow.
1: I could have guessed 84. I didn't know it was 85. <laughs>
6: 85. 85. <laughs>
1: It's been fantastic. I've enjoyed every one of them.
6: See, did you hear that? Fantastic.
2: I heard him. She, yes.
6: she makes fun of me when I say fantastic. You said it the same way. Fantastic. Pause in
2: it, Scott. When people ask
6: me, how are you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, That's what Zig Ziglar used to say. How am I doing? There we go, Fantastic. And they, oh, no. and they would tell him, you can't always be fantastic every day, can you, Zig? He says, no, I'm not. But he says, I'm just, then you're lying to people. He says, nope. I'm telling the truth in advance because I'm going to be fantastic at some point in time.
1: What a philosophy. I live by that as well. And you guys should live as you, you will really live to your fullest potential if you get to come over here to the Grand Magic Theater during this week. And if you're listening to this and you're in the Chicago area or anywhere uh, nearby, drive on over to COLIN. You're going to enjoy this convention. I know they have day passes available as well, but you sure. should probably enjoy it for the rest of the time because the convention is running through the 5th, and it goes all the way yeah, Saturday night. Great shows, four nights of uh, shows and all kinds of activities throughout the day, not the least of which, of course, happens right here at the Grand Magic Theater. Thank you guys very much. Thanks, for Thank precious Scott. John, Carol. Thank you, so Thank you Kirk. Appreciate Perfect. you guys. So for the Magic Word Podcast, Scotty out. We are here at the beginning of day one, actually. The last uh, few uh, conversations we've had have been kind of the lead up to what is now becoming the 85th annual Abbott's Magic Get-Together. And uh, one of the people I always like to uh, speak to uh, as we kick these things off, because we're rooming together uh, in a friend's home. That's, you know, there are no hotels or anything around here. You have to stay in people's homes. That's another one of the wonderful things about this, that uh, you really get to spend a lot of quality time getting to know the, uh, uh, the, the local people. Uh, quite literally, by staying in their homes and everything. But anyhow, um, one of the people uh, we've spoken with in the past, and uh, his voice you might recognize. And if you don't, you should get to know him. One of the best guys in magic and one of the hardest working guys in also because he's the guy behind the scenes for the last 30 plus years. Please welcome Mark Holstein. Hey, Mark. Morning, Scott. How are you? Fine, te- thank you. And I say that because he's uh, been the stage manager. How many years? 30 or something? Well, I've been on
8: the stage crew for almost 40 years. Uh, I inherited the role from Bill Smetak, who inherited it from Dorney. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when he stepped down, then I took it over. And, yeah, I've been doing it for well over 30 years. And is it just by default? or I- <laughs> <laughs>
1: No one else was dumb enough There's to guy- take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, because you do a fantastic job, because everything seems to be running you know, tight as a ship. You have a very good crew, and they've been with you for a long time, too. They have,
8: yeah. I think the newest member of the crew has been with me for about 15 years. Um, most of them, I used to be able to say all of them were magicians. That's not true anymore, but most of them are magicians. They all care uh, beyond a reasonable level of making sure that everything goes smoothly. Um, we certainly can't pay them enough. For right. this level of dedication, they they do it because they love it, and uh, every year they just deliver amazing results, and then I get to take a little bit of credit for it.
1: And they always have it in the uh, high school gymnasium.
8: They have for as long as I've been coming to get together. I've been coming since 1978, and haven't missed one, and it's always been at the mm-hmm. Coleman High School. There, I know there have been one or two years where it went out of town. They went to Coldwater one year, I think, um, and then before you know when it started, 85 years ago, it was at the what we call the factory, but the Abbott's building downtown, but it was smaller then. Uh, and then over the years it grew, they did it under a tent for a couple of years, uh, and then ultimately the Colon High School became the permanent home.
1: In your memory and in your personal history, what has been the most unique thing? I mean, I remember years ago, of course, they didn't have air conditioning yeah. in there. But have there been some times
8: in which it's like, oh, this is going to be difficult to get through, but we're going to slog through it anyhow? Well, I mean, anybody that's been to the Colon High School knows that it's, it's, re- it's a gymnasium. Uh, And there's a stage at one end with one curtain. Uh, And so, you know, every year is a challenge because it's not a fully equipped theater. Uh, You know, we bring in the lights and the sound. Uh, We hang most of the curtains other than the main curtain in the front. And, um, you know, there's no fly loft. If, you know, an act needs to fly something, we have to figure that out. But, you know, we're we're up for the challenge uh, because the goal is to make every act Look, it's best, and uh, whatever whatever it takes to do that, we'll do it. And then on the gymnasium floor, is it you guys who put down the tarp and everything, or is the high school do that? No, the the high school and then the local Lions Club um, provides a lot of support for the get-together. So they come in the weekend before. I think the school puts down the tarp to protect the basketball court, and then the Lions Club comes in and sets up all the chairs.
1: I think one of the cool things is because of your longevity, you have really worked
8: with probably every major act in the world, including, of course, Harry Blackstone Sr., Junior on a yes. number of occasions. Yes, he was a great friend, uh, and the friendship started here in Colon. And you're right; one of the privileges of this role is, you know, just about every important magician the last uh, well, couple decades. of generations <laughs> has has been on our stage, and uh, a lot of lifelong friendships started. You know, spending the afternoon uh, with them, rehearsing, and uh, and getting to know them as people, uh, and you know, I really try to maintain those friendships. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely.
1: So I go back again. Is there some particular event or uh, performer or something that has uh, stuck out that has been, uh, not necessarily a bad situation, but maybe a good
8: situation or maybe a serendipitous thing that had happened that kind of comes to mind? Well, there's so many, it's hard to pick, but a uh, couple. I remember the first time that Jeff McBride yeah. came here, and at that time we've improved our lighting somewhat, but our lighting system was pretty impoverished mm-hmm. at that point. And I remember Jeff had something like 90 light cues. Holy cow. And um, and, you know, I, what I remember about, I remember two things. One, we pulled it off, uh, and we delivered all of his cues. But more importantly, I remember the extended standing ovation that he got at the end of his performance. Um, It was absolutely moving uh, that, you know, the place was rocking like that. Um, But so many stories. I can remember uh, Brett Daniels doing the water torture cell here and us wondering whether the stage would support the weight of the water. Thankfully, it did. (laughs) Um, I remember we had an illusionist from uh, Canada, um, Ed Fernandez, and he was doing an act based on diamonds and he had these two big props that needed to fly. And yep. we don't have the facilities to do that. So we literally rigged up the, the, the rigging through pulleys, and then we had Ab Dixon, who was quite a large gentleman, and a guy named Wayne Burchell from Detroit, who's a large guy. And we built a stirrup for them to stand in. They were at the top of a ladder, and when it was time to fly these two props, they jumped off the ladder <laughs> uh, and flew the props up into the air. with the way- And so for the rest of the, Wayne's time, he's passed away now. His His name tag here at Abbott's was the Great Ballast. (laughs) The Great Ballast.
1: (laughs) That's great. Now, the AV equipment, I I know the uh, SAGE uh, curtains and lighting belong to the high school. I assume the AV it is. No, actually, the
8: only curtain that belongs to the high school is the grand, the, the red curtain that you see in front. We Everything else belongs to Abbott's, and we're, we're going to be hanging him in about an hour. Okay. Uh, and uh, the sound comes in. My sound guy's uh, Brian LaBeouf. He was David C Box stage manager for many years, and he owns a really first-class sound system. So he brings that in and sets that up. And then the lighting and a lot of the other stuff, you know, wireless mics and stuff, We we rent. From a company nearby. And that's what Artie Kidwell does, handles no, that treatment? He actually is, uh, for the first time in many years, isn't oh. going to be here. Well, somebody uh, asked me, he said, be sure and tell him alone. So yeah, no, he won't be here. But for years, he was my lighting guy. Yeah. Uh, and so now it's Tim Simnek who runs the light board. Hmm. Okay. Well, I know also that you have some people like this evening show. I think is
1: going to be Japanese. There are some are there language issues whenever you have some international acts. So the Japanese show's
8: tomorrow. tomorrow okay. Tonight we have the rock and roll show uh, oh, with Steve right. Chasaday and Michael Tricks, yeah, cool. Richard Hughes, and then Jeffrey Jean from Milwaukee. Should be a great show. A lot of fun. But tomorrow is a Japanese show. And uh, uh, no, I take that back. It's Friday. And yeah, there can be language issues. I find though. Um, that acts, particularly from Asia, have really great cue sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they 're used to working internationally they 're used to working in places where people don 't speak their language and they come prepared uh, and so it 's never been an issue. Um, you know we find a way to communicate they know a little English I know no Japanese, <laughs> uh, but they 'll have great cue sheets and we 'll laugh a lot and have fun and we 'll figure it out I was just talking with David Seabach last night about the importance of everybody being here uh,
1: being friends and the camaraderie is amazing and this is not a place for divas and I imagine that you 've
8: had your share from time to time some people who have been rather difficult to work with, but for the most part i'm sure everybody's been nice to work with. i i agree I, I mean you're right there you know over the almost 40 years i've been doing this i could probably count the divas on one hand yeah. um you know for the most part people come here to have a good time very flexible very flexible they understand they're not walking into a broadway theater you right. <laughs> a gymnasium high it's school, a gymnasium yeah. <laughs> uh look i remember Probably 30 years ago, Harry Jr. brought the Broadway show here uh, with a six piece orchestra and it was amazing. But that stage is not really equipped for a full Broadway show. So everybody just pitched in. We figured it out. Uh, And what I remember was he did the cannon and the trunks. And we were hanging the trunks, and they weren't high enough for Harry's tastes. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't move the ceiling. And so (laughs) his stage manager, Steve Zimmer, was standing in the house with me and Harry. And Harry's like, This is not, this doesn't look good, and it's not right. And Steve said, Harry, there's an effing basketball hoop hanging in front of the stage. Get over (laughs) it. And we all laughed and moved on. And moved on. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm looking forward to tonight's shows and also the uh, next few nights. And yeah, um, Great shows. We've got to give a shout-out to my good friend, Mike Miller, uh, who who's the producer of the convention, and somehow he pulls rabbits out of the hat mm-hmm. every year and gets talent we can't afford. International talent. International mm-hmm. talent. And, look, I mean, Lance Burton, Matt King, Mike Cavaney, come on. Mm-hmm. The, the, no other convention can afford this talent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, every year he delivers $100,000 worth of talent on a much smaller budget than that. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got four really great shows coming up, and um, we're excited, and, you know, we'll do our best to make everybody look great. And. Um, I think I think it's going to be amazing.
1: For those of you who are listening and you're over in Chicago and thinking about, mm, I don't know if I'm going to come again this year, I would say, yeah, get in the car, come on over, it's just a couple hour drive, come over.
8: 100%. And you know, it's such a beautiful village, the weather here. Oh so you know, Scott, as a fellow <laughs> Texan, uh, in Driftwood, where I live, it's going to be a hundred six hundred every day this week. And right now, the temperature outside is about 60 degrees. It's mm-hmm. going to be about a high of 80. So even if for no other reason than just to enjoy this beautiful community, come on over and we'll promise you four great shows. And then on Saturday, Lance is going to show one of his specials and provide color commentary uh, as the Videos running, that's going to be just a hoot. Uh, And I think we can count on some hecklers in the audience, like (laughs) like Matt King and others, uh, which will just make it all great fun.
1: That makes uh, this very unique, and you need to uh, come and attend, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Mark, as always, I don't know how you put these things together, because they look flawless, and they remain in people's memories
8: for, as you said, generations. They were just really great shows. That's what we aim for, you know. Um, I think sometimes people come here thinking that because it's a rustic environment, it's going to be a rustic stage crew, not at all. Uh, we, may, we, we may be rustic, but... Uh, you got a good point there, and I'm going to
1: leave it with this, because when I've attended a lot of other conventions, like a TAOM, where we've had, it seems like, uh, you know, just somebody's mother's AV system or something, you know, and it, it crackles in and out, or the lights were or whatever. This really does seem, although you say it's not really a
8: Broadway production, and of course it's not, it's a high school, it is phenomenal. I mean, the, the AV and everything is great. You're very kind to say that, you know, it, it just comes down to the fact that these guys care more than I can reasonably expect them to. And, uh, you know, it's if a level of professionalism, total professionalism. And and, you know, when they miss a cue, they suffer right along with the act, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and it's just total dedication. Uh, they want it to be right. And, you know, if they didn't, you know, managing them, I, I can't make that yeah. uh, that sort of spirit and attitude. They They come to the table with it.
1: Right, right. Well, I know that you're going to be going over and starting to get some things ready here shortly with your crew. And then we're going to be going over to Abbott's uh, Magic Company to yeah. get our registrations and start to get things going. Because every day, if you go to uh, Abbott's website and take a look at the schedule, it is packed hour after hour and all kinds of things that are not necessarily all just happening uh, for the registrants. There are things out there, street uh, performers, as well as um, uh, things that are happening just kind of in the general public as
8: well. Oh, 100%. percent uh, Is street performers face painting, uh, shows over at the factory. It's it's all going to be going on. And everybody, of course, who are locals are having garage sales all over the place. Well, that's right, too. I, I will say... Last 30 years, I don't think I've seen a single one of those garage sales
9: because uh, I'm stuck
8: backstage. <laughs> you are. But, but I hear they're fun uh, and I'm sure they are. I know Jay Marshall used to love garage sailing wow. here um, and always went home with more crap than he came with.
1: Well, and there are also garage sales of magicians. There are a lot of uh, magicians who are out in the streets who are selling stuff. And they just set up little tents. That's right. You so, know, Anthony
8: Gerard, I know, has
1: come for years and years and many yeah.
8: others like that. Yeah, have. no, that's right. So there's a real spirit here. Um, you know, if you, if you come to Abbott's and you don't have fun, you're just not trying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah fun will happen it, it definitely <laughs> will happen and then of course it continues after the shows everybody gathers at the Legion mm-hmm. and you know there's card tricks and other things going on everywhere and yeah. uh, uh so it's, it's just non-stop it's really a lot of fun and uh and, you know, look, there aren't many places that you can come and hang out with Lance Burton or Matt King. And yeah, and rub
2: shoulders like that. It, well,
8: it's more than rub shoulders. I mean, last last year I remember seeing Lance and the Legion teaching backpalming to a number of people. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you going to get that? I mean, you know, these guys these guys grew up here. They love it. Um, I heard on your podcast, Mac King say that, you know, when he walked up to the front door of the house, he was saying he cried. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. This place mm-hmm. has a spirit uh, that no other convention can duplicate. And, mm-hmm. you know, these guys are here. Mac's coming from Las Vegas every year. Mac, uh, Lance comes in his big bus. And mm-hmm. uh, that's a tourist attraction on its own, by the way. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're here because they love this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and the
1: Amish community kind of adds a different kind of a flavor with
8: the culture. Yeah, and yeah and- sure absolutely and um you know there there are a couple of restaurants here as you mentioned no hotels sue and i've been staying with this family for 38 years mm-hmm. uh and uh, you know this is our second home yeah yes
1: well uh again a lot of fun looking forward to it I, I continued good luck and
8: on um, the shows and everything i know they're going to be great and the best to uh, you and the crew appreciate that and uh, we'll do our best to to make sure things go smoothly. So with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Mark Holstein, Scotty out.
1: While I was at dinner, I had some great dining companions, and uh, one of them was Gay Blackstone, who's here with me now. Hey, Gay. Hi there. How you doing? Fantastic. And I wanted you to recap the story you were talking about, because I had heard before where Harry Blackstone Sr. had originally gotten his name, but I want you to recount that and just kind of confirm the stories I've heard.
9: Well, what what I understand to be, he was working under the name Frederick the Great, which we all know is because he was able to get posters for pennies oh, on the dollar.
1: And this would have been around what year? Uh,
9: about 1914. Uh, no, later than that. Uh, this was in uh, 1918, beginning of 1919. And he got a call, or I guess it wouldn't be a call. He would a telegram from his agent saying, if you can come up with a different name on the performance wheel, then I can get you another 16 weeks Immediately, yeah. He was in Wapakoneta, Ohio, and he said, hmm, okay. So he and Inez and Pete were walking down the street, and he said, you know, you need a name that can be read, you know, like from a train going 40 miles an hour. Okay. And, you know, in this day and age we laugh, but that's what yeah. transportation was at that point. So he looked up, and there was a sign for Blackstone cigars. He said, like that. It was in blacks and yellows and with the blue and everything was outlined. Kind of the Yeah, a great Got your sti- attention. Yes, exactly. He said, that's it. I'm going to become Blackstone. So the and Inez agreed with that. Inez said, I like it. It's great. So in January of 1919, he became Blackstone, and... He was blackstone from that point on. And in the mid-20s, uh, the government, because so many people had come from so many different places and were just changing their names. But to be able to make it all legal, they did a thing where, you know, you didn't have to do all this, didn't, you know, have to go to court. But you did, you sent in a letter. And it said, this is my name, and this is what I'll be working under. And that that became legal. Your official name. And that was your official name. So Mm in 1925, he officially became Blackstone, Mm -hmm. so that when Jr. then was born in 1934, there was no question to it, he was born as Harry Bouton Blackstone Jr.
1: On his birth certificate. On his birth
9: certificate. That's what it has.
1: So his middle name was really his last name, Bouton.
9: Bouton, yes.
1: So it's HBB.
9: Yes. yeah.
1: Was he junior then at that time? Or? Yeah,
9: he was. He was actually done as junior at that right. point because Harry Senior had become Harry Bouton Blackstone. Yeah, and so therefore it was just one more uh, right. on, on the realms.
1: I thought it was interesting also that you uh, briefly you said that you got a sign also uh, Blackstone yeah, yes, cigars.
9: Yes, I, I found it. shipped Shawana in in their auction. Many years ago, uh, Mike Ellis, whom some of the people will remember, he was president of the IBM in, I think, 91, 92, something like that. But Mike was also really famous for a lot of other things. Right. But he went with me over to the auction, and I was bidding. and There was a guy somewhat bidding against me, and Mike kind of signaled to me and said, he's part of the house. Hmm. So I said to the guy, I'm going to make one more bid. If you decide to outbid me, that's fine. I will not make any more. I made the one incremental bid, and that was it. There was no more <laughs> bidding, and I got the sign. And uh, uh, to this day, it uh, it it hangs in uh, it w- was hanging in the house in Redlands, and now since I have moved, it's one of the things still to find a proper proper home in my new condo.
1: And who was that you said that framed that for you, put it on a little mahogany? Room? Uh, Howard Flint.
9: Howard Flint, that Howard right. Flint, yeah. that many, Love yes. that guy. Oh, yeah, Howard. And Howard, so because funny. he was my car, I'll drive back. I have a, got a friend of mine who's great with framing and all. I'll have it framed. Well, they really didn't frame it. Basically, all they did was put it on a very heavy piece of boards But, but um, you had
1: to carry around with you.
9: Oh, yeah. You know. So. <laughs>
1: well, so, I think that's kind of funny that they probably recognize, oh, there's a black zone person who's bidding on this sign, and she's going to, you know, she's going to pick it up, so let's keep going. So yeah. Interesting so that story. Was it.
9: So, you know, yeah. so I paid a fair price for it. Sure. It wasn't a steal, but it wasn't also outrageous. Yeah. You know, so that was it, and uh, it had been outside for many years, and, you know, on the back of it, there were some uh, buckshot... From, you
1: know, people shooting, at the, people sign. shooting
9: yeah. at the sign, all that sort of thing. But it's, it. at, it's actually in very good condition. Well, I think position. it's pretty cool
1: because, again, I've heard that story about him, but I didn't know that that was true. So I thought, you know, I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Can't be more that's, genuine that's than coming me. from you. That's, so. it.
9: that's as much as I know. As so you know. Well,
1: there you go. You know. Thank you very much. So for the oh. Magic Word Podcast, that was Gabe Blackson. Thank you. Scotia. We are beginning to show you here the uh, strains of the keyboard in the background by the uh, international, I should say, national president of the Society of Magicians, Mr. John Sirk. I don't want to interrupt him, but I am going to interrupt an official photographer, Mike Woodward, who's on the board of directors for the IBM. We are just dripping with talent and important people here tonight, and here's one. Again, Mike Woodward. Hey, Mike. How are you? Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Good. How long have you been right, the official right, photographer? I've been the official photographer
10: since about 1980. Okay, and you do video as well, or just uh, still photos, or both? We do v- video. Okay, my son is here beside me and does a lot of still photos. So from early two thousands till now, we've got a lot of still photos. So as what well. happens with all of the video? You so the video, a lot of the videos, you know, at one point when video home video camera and equipment first became available. There were several people sitting out here just taping acts, and then the acts didn't like that. So Abbott's decided to have one video. It's official. We don't make copies. They weren't going to sell them, but if any of the acts wanted to see their act after the show, they could always do that. You know, occasionally something funny happened. Somebody wanted a copy of that. what happened that night. We would make it for them. And otherwise, they are all just
1: kind of in an archive. That's why I was wondering who, who has the archive? Are they at Abbott's or do you hold them? Or?
10: I have, so part of them are at Abbott's, part of them I hold. I actually have copies, I used to make Greg copies every year. Um, you know, now nobody has DVD players, it's all digital unless you stick them on hard drives. So we haven't really figured out how to handle that yet, but I'm doing du- duplicate backups on all of them, so there is an official archive. That leads
1: to my next question because at the T A O M Tech Association Magicians, we have a similar kind of an issue where we have had uh, videos that have been taken you know, since the 70s in as yeah. well, and we've got some old maybe some film that before there were Super 8 where there was yeah. not even sound in it and everything, and, and the, the expense of trying to get this to, uh, uh, to be transferred is expensive. Yeah. So uh, technology changes all the time so i would think that you would be anxious to try to get as much as you can as whatever the current technology yes. is in trying to be on that leading edge
10: yeah so I, the device i use now I can, i've got a vhs recorder i'm still transferring all these old 80s 90s and up until we went to eight millimeter and then i'll do those and then i'll do the high eights and the digital eights as well um a device that either you're red white and yellow cord go into right? or S V H S it's got a small T V screen on it and it and you put an S D card, card in it, it. Right. and then you, you just run the video and it records it. Then you can stick that in your computer and do any type of editing. Store it where you want. Make copies and everything. So that's what I'm doing currently,
1: as far as the archives go. And then I'll let you go. Are we able to, or people who are listening to this, who can't attend this or past conventions, do they have access to that? Or they contact you? We do not at this time. You know, a lot of the because the contracts there were people that
10: allowed me to videotape them in the 80s and the 90s, only because. We said we would never make any copies of it. It would never be sold or distributed. Right, right. So, in honoring the, those verbal agreements from years ago, we are. That's kind of the plan. But you know, a hundred years from now, there's an archive. Somebody will find and go, "Hey, I've heard this name." And then, you know, I don't know what will happen to it to in the it. future. At some point, it's there. It's just we're not—at least in. Well, okay, I
1: Well, I want to put that to bed because I know yeah. people will be saying yeah.
10: they'll I be writing people me people emails. I love saying, it. Yeah, but uh, yeah,
1: we just can't do it. I don't have the time to do it all. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I understand contractually some people are more skittish than others as far as letting that out. You know, oh yeah, for absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Mike, thank you very much. Right, Appreciate it. Thanks Scott. for all you do, my friend, right. for the Magic Word Podcast. As Mike Woodward, Scotty out. Yeah.